This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack, you know how I know that it's time for baseball to start? Because how? Because there, there's nothing to talk about. It's time to go. Like, we're going to talk about JT Romito leading off. We're going to talk about the Harper Bombs. We're going to find things to talk about because we love baseball and we know the High Hopes listeners are, as you like to say, disease Phillies fans like we are, and, and that's why we love them, and, and that's why this whole thing works. But we're at that point where it's like, let's just go. Can we just start oh, the yeah. season? I'm just ready, Jack. I'm ready for March 26. I'm ready for real baseball. I'm ready for it to matter. Let's go i know and and my problem is is that i'm at the point where i I, i'm like talking myself into every single aspect of this team um like that that's the thing about spring training for me is that (laughs) i think we all know that jack we've heard yeah well well, like i can't not be positive on like everything with this team jackie oh baby jackie oh I'm trying my best to be realistic and i want to be realistic and uh like i don't want my opinion to be you know messed up because i love the phillies so much but like i'm at the point where i'm predicting like 35 homers for hoskins <laughs> 40 40 homers to for for bryce uh Segura's batting 310 um oh, man yeah i might like, need to rein you in i'll be the voice of reason which is what we do here yeah you can be i, I need honestly honestly james this is a, a checks and balances podcast and uh <laughs> i, I need you to, there, it's good we're going to american history here when I when I get a little bit when I get a little bit ahead of myself, I need you to rein me in. That's what um, I do, buddy. That's what I do. Don't rein me in too much when I when I get going about certain aspects like Pavetta, but uh, do the best you can. And I had a a, a good buddy, uh, of course, WIP caller Darren from South Philly told me okay. about about the Ops podcast. He said, "Listen, I know you love baseball. You love baseball more than almost anyone I've ever met." No one loves baseball like Jack Fritz, is what he said to me. He's like, I've never heard anyone who is so all in on the Phillies like Jack Fritz. And I was like, you know what? I can't even argue with that. I was like, Jack Jack will talk himself into any Phillies team at any time, at any moment. He'll find a way. Listen, uh, my guy uh, 08 Phils tweeted out the 2017 opening day lineup earlier tonight. I see no reason why that team couldn't have won at least 85 games. <laughs> We're back, baby. Let's go. Oh, oh, I'm dude, so ready. I'm so ready, man. I, well, just, dude, I just... want it. I need it. Like I, in my, it, 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 I feel like I need it coursing through my blood like oxygen. I need it. Well, especially, all right. I, for anyone that's a Flyers fan that's listening to this podcast, like what is happening right now with this team is something that I, as a, as a diehard Phillies fan, like I'm jealous of, like Me too. the Flyers. Super the Flyers fun, are not. Yeah, like I, I'm not. I'm like, really. I like the it. Flyers. I'm. I'm. I'm I, watching. I've not missed a Flyers game in like three weeks, a month. Like I'm just in. I mean, the Flyers are basically how the Phillies were su- supposed to be built, um, yep. except with you know more money to get a superstar like Bryce Harper. But like, and then you bring in team- you bring in AV slash Girardi, like similar type of thing, and and it, you know it rolls. Did you just call him AV? Yeah, AV. Elaine, you want me to say Elaine Vignol? Well, no. I just think that AV should be, you know, for the big time Flyers fans. I, I don't know if you're at the oh, AV. Wow. I don't know if wow. you're, you're allowed to call him AV. That's good to know, That's Jackie. Like, Jackie Pucks telling me about the what I should say with <laughs> hockey guys. That's good. That, that's like that's like someone just throwing around Joe G. Like <laughs> you, you can all, you can all, you can only call him Joe G when when you're you're a Girardi guy. Yeah, well, we're Girardi guys. We can call him Joe J. I mean, I've already said many times that I don't anticipate anyone else being my manager ever. Yeah, lifetime contract, as far as I <laughs> is concerned. I mean, yeah. when you're when you're gonna win like four World Series in ten years, I mean, right? Let's let's not let's not. <laughs> that was my that was my best Jackie O impression. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I can't get there with you, pal. But we're working <laughs> no, on it. No one, no, I'm I'm the realistic one. Remember. Um, yeah, let's, all right, let's, let's let's figure it out over there. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit of baseball, and then we'll you know talk about the other ridiculous stuff that we like to do. But let let's talk the tiny bit of baseball. I think the the most 
interesting, intriguing thing that that we've seen since we last recorded. And by the way, I would like to apologize because I was ready to come in studio to record this podcast. Someone at a Marks and Reese event he had to do all big time rocks, paper, scissor, whatever. This is on Jack. I was going to come to record, but but I will say, Jackie Yeti, Jackie got a new mic, so we're hoping yeah. this sounds a little better for everybody. We're 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 committed. We're trying to make this sound good. Yeah, ho- hopefully everything sounds good with this thing. And uh, actually, this I I don't really have the Marks and Reese event tomorrow. I have the John Bartrad podcast. <laughs> Uh, event really? event over that. in Godshawken. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> although if you're if you if you're into podcasting and you're, you're trying to you know get yeah. into the game, uh, that's a good event to go to. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah. So tomorrow night I have the the Marks and Reese Rock Paper Scissors tournament, Shout which out. is it's going to be massive. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm singing the national anthem um, <laughs> before the final round. <laughs> oh my so. god! Oh my god! All right, so. <laughs> True dedicated High Hopes listeners have been with us for a while. Heard Jack sing on this podcast. Oh, my throat hurt. Whatever all the excuses he got. It wasn't great. And that was a song that Jack thought he could sing great. The National Anthem, like, I don't know, top five hardest song to sing. This is going to be a disaster. Is it going to be recorded? (laughs) Is this going to be something that's going to be out there for people to see? I hope so. That's the goal. Do you really hope so? Do you really think you can sing yeah. the national anthem well? Is that something you actually truly deep in your soul believe? No, I don't. But I don't. Okay. I don't really care. Like Good I think you, it's buddy. A- almost you. funnier if it's bad. Okay. All right. I can dig that. All right. Yes. Uh, ba- baseball. Uh, JT Romito leading off. Look, the, I think the the McCutcheon thing. I, I you know we had talked on the last pod that you know looked like he wasn't going to be there to start the season looks like probably we're, we're looking at hopefully the beginning of May, who knows how long it lasts kind of thing, you know, 31 coming off an ACL tear only nine months out. Um, you know, it's not surprising that it's going to take longer. Uh, it's obviously a bummer. I think all of us are just ready to see Andrew McCutcheon playing baseball again. Uh, I, I, my death knell of saying he's my favorite Philly, like two weeks before he got hurt, but, um, I'm dying to see that guy play again, but, in the meantime, yeah. they're going to have to figure out the thing. Like, he is the leadoff guy. He will be the leadoff hitter when he's ready. That is clear. That is a fact. But we kind of questions. What What are they going to do in the meantime? JT leading off down in Philly, down in uh, Clearwater Day. Bryce hits two bombs as well, but we'll get to that. Um, what do you think about the JT in the leadoff spot? Well, let me, I just want to talk about McCutcheon for a second because, like, I'm actually I'm more worried about McCutcheon than I feel like that most people are. Like, he's gonna be he's 32. He's coming off of, of an ACL injury. He is, um, like, from everything we've read, everything we've heard, doesn't look like he's totally trusting the knee right now. Um, I, I'm wor- I, I don't think we're gonna really see even when McCutcheon comes back, which is you know hopefully May. Um, like I, I don't know if we're gonna fully see Andrew McCutcheon being Andrew McCutcheon until like July or like maybe even August because I just if he's already a little he's favoring it a little bit and he's just not moving as fluidly as he used to like it's gonna take it's just gonna take him longer than than most because of his age and and whatnot so I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous for McCutcheon I, I, Me too. I hope it's a bummer. I hope he can get back to I hope he can get back to being. Um, Andrew McCutcheon, you know, the guy that we saw last year. I mean, before he got hurt, McCutcheon was awesome, and he was kind of threatening to make an all-star team. So I'd be surprised if we saw that kind of player next year. Uh, I would I would just love it. I, I want him to get back to being fully healthy, being happy again. I just – that's the – I think I think left field could be uh, a, a, an early Achilles heel for this team. Um, so I'm, I'm, that's going to be one to monitor, like whether it's – uh, Hazley in left field. Yeah, and, and on that that point, for all the people who are like, oh, McCutcheon can play center field for, for long stretches of time if they need him. Yeah, let's get that completely out of your mind. Like, the, yeah. like let's get that as far out of your mind as you could possibly have. McCutcheon is playing left field when he's back, and they are not even going to mess around with putting him in center. Right, right. So, Nor should so they. Could, they, could there be days where Roman Quinn's in center and Hazley's in left, or uh, Bruce is in left and, and Hazley's in center? Yeah, I. That's just that's not great for a team that you're hoping can win 
88 to 90 games. So, so like, we're completely out on Jay Bruce. I mean, there was a time where Jay Bruce was the savior of this franchise before he got hurt. Yeah, where it yeah. was, you know, Jay Bruce is the greatest Philly I've ever seen. All that. Like, why, why, why are we totally out on Jay Bruce? Uh, I'm not like out on Jay Bruce. I, mean, I just for don't me, think like, I'd he like can to start see left Jay field Bruce every day. Get the lion's share. I, I certainly, it's right-handed pitching. Get the lion's share of that that left-handed at left field spot. And I think he will. Honestly, I think that's the most likely guy to to play the most in left field with McCutcheon out. And like, why can't Jay Bruce be a solid contributor? I mean, look, it's not going to be McCutcheon. It's not going to be the same type of level of production, all that. But like, Jay Bruce is fine. I think Jay Bruce is okay. Yeah, I think I think Jay Bruce is fine. I just don't want I don't trust him to start every day. No, for... no. Again, again, I'm saying like the the lion chair though. Again, like Jay Bruce start ninety percent of the games against right handed pitching. Why not? Yeah, I mean you worry about the uh, the defensive shortcomings, but well, it it's gonna it uh, they yeah. don't they don't really have a choice. Dude, I mean, they, they played Breeze really... Hoskins in left field for a year. I mean, come on. Well, that was that was you know with the Gabe experiment. So I they're know. they're doing whatever they could. <laughs> Girardi, Girardi would probably have a heart attack. Like Jay Bruce, look, Jay Bruce is—he's not a—he's a bad left fielder, but he's not like—he's not the worst left fielder in baseball. At least he knows where he's supposed to be. At least he knows what he's supposed to do out there. You know, he's just big and oafy and, and doesn't have a lot of range. But at least he's, he's like, like Burl. Yeah, that's actually a great comp. He's like Burl. Like yeah. you could get by with that if he's hitting. I mean, we don't know yeah, that well, he's going to hit, but if he's hitting, you can get by with that. I yeah. feel I just feel like Jay Bruce has kind of almost been like a forgotten guy. Like I, I think there are a lot of people who don't even realize Jay Bruce is still on the team. That's fair. I I, I see that. I I kind of just have this weird sense that I, I I like Jay Bruce a lot as my left-handed option off the bench late in games that can go out and pop a home run. And I I, I would be intrigued to see what a Roman Quinn Hazley center field left field combo would do because I still I still think that Jay Bruce is best. Um, best role in this team is going to be a left-handed option off the bench. But I guess, like, at that point, late in games, you can go Hazley in left and, and Quinn in center, like what Charlie used to do with Burl in the eighth um, yeah, all the way back sure. in the day. So, I, and again, and again, it. and again, counting on Roman Quinn to be healthy in May or wherever is, you know. Well, just in a season. I mean. Yeah, and any, that's my point. I'm talking, like, starting in April, he'll be healthy, hopefully. Like, counting on him to stay healthy for a month is – I mean, it's just it's a tough proposition. He's never ever done it, so I, I just you know I think you limit those those opportunities. I think you have to. I I, I think and as a result, I think it, look it's going to be some combination of those three guys and look Logan Forsythe against tough lefties. Logan Forsythe just Josh Harrison to crush the ball down in, in spring training. Logan for like a four sixty batting average or whatever. Um, and I told yeah, you, yeah, well, like, I mean, I like I like Logan Forsythe as a as a. Um, you know, twenty fifth guy. Like I like him. James, he can hit left handed pitching. But I'm liking I'm liking a lot of the guys they brought in. Just yeah. like uh, th- that was one of the things that we talked about a lot with with the minor league or not the the minor league contracts that they they sent out there was that you're you're asking veterans who have been productive in major league baseball to all come in and compete at the same time. And I think that's the, that gets the best out of guys. So. Like I'm with you on Forsyth. I love Josh Harrison. I think Kyle Garlick is is intriguing. Like of the they, they've brought in, I don't think the bullpen guys have worked out as well. But if you're looking for really really good 25th 26 man guys, like the Phillies, I think nailed it. So uh, I'm so with you. I, uh, Forsyth, I thought was kind of cooked, um, but I mean he's he's raking so far. Yeah, and 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 again, he's a guy who could do a specific thing. I like the idea of of with your bench spots, guys who I know Logan Forsyth against a left-handed pitcher is going to give me a shot every time. Like I like that. I like someone who I feel confident in that situation. When you have a guy like Bruce who does mash right-handed pitching, and I, I just like the idea of platooning or or loose platoons or whatever with guys who do certain things really well and. If nothing else, I feel confident even at this stage of his career, Logan Forsythe is going to give me a chance against a left-handed pitcher pretty much every time he goes up there. So I do think that that the depth they have, the, the moves they've made, obviously we've talked a lot about Josh Harrison, those types of guys. I think I think it can be serviceable to get you by. I think the real question, like you said, is is A, when does McCutcheon come back and, and how viable is he when he comes back? How long does it take for him to get back to being some semblance of the Andrew McCutcheon we saw last season? Early on, obviously, before he got hurt. Yep. 
I I I agree. We'll see. All right, uh, Harper two bombs today, Jack. Mm, Jack there we I, go. I'm I'm all in on the Harper MVP season. I've been saying it for a while. I think he's the best bet in terms of the odds. Uh, if I were to place my money on someone based on the odds to win the NL MVP, I would bet on Bryce Harper where he's at. I think they're really fantastic odds heading into his 27 season. But I I I just think he's gonna be an MVP guy. Like I don't know if he'll win it or not. Like there's a lot of different factors that can go into that, and you never know what type of season people have. Like last year, Christian Yelich had one of you know as as great a season as a player can have and got hurt three weeks before the end of the season and doesn't end up winning the MVP. So I get it that things like that can happen, but I think Bryce Harper is going to be one of those guys at the end of the season, one of the two, three, four guys who are saying, oh, oh he's an MVP contender. He can win the MVP. Um, are you on that same line of thinking? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the the MVP of it all. Um, but Again, again, that's what I mean. There's a lot of factors, but will he have an MVP-type season in your eyes? I think this is the season that Bryce Harper reasserts himself as, oh, my God, that's Bryce Harper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, that's the like, like, I, I, I'm... I'm I, I just can't wait. And I was texting. I know you don't like when I do this, but you I was name dropping. You name dropping. I was texting with Franson today. Yeah, buddy. And, and I was after the second home run. I was like, I was like, oh, Bryce is about to do it. And he's like, he's like, dude, it's just effortless right now. And like the 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 thing that my my main takeaway from today, and obviously we couldn't see it, but just in the videos that I was able to find, like. He went opposite field, and I think if Bryce Harper's already going opposite field, I mean it's it's just it's game over. And the swing looks fast, it looks quick, but it looks almost effortless, like like Franny was talking about. I, I I just can't wait. He looks so relaxed. He looks so calm. He looks like he's just settling into Philadelphia. And I've, we've said it a lot, but I think that that Philadelphia legitimately got the best version of Bryce Harper. And um, like I, I just think like I think the fans in the city pushed Bryce Harper to a new level. And like I was I was on baseball savant the other day and I was just I'm trying to find like diamonds in the rough in, in fantasy in fantasy baseball. And obviously sometimes you can look at baseball savant and a guy jumps out. And I was just looking at um, uh, expected Woba and stuff like that, expected slugging. Um, and like Harper was top fifteen in expected slugging and expected Woba. And for a guy that had a pretty bad first start to the year, first half of the year to end up that way. Like it's almost like we've underrated how good Harper was last year. And if you look at his numbers from when he from really the second half on, but even when he started toe tapping, which I think was August 14th, uh, against Hamels and they owned Hamels and they 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 <laughs> destroyed that trader and they kept him off the Phillies Wall of Fame and they should never retire his number. Um Bryce Harper <laughs> to- Toe tapping Bryce Harper. You are the number one Hamels hater out there. It's it's too wild. Toe tapping Bryce Harper was was born that night. And his numbers from that point on, I mean, an OPS over 1,000. So um, now he he has not changed from the toe tapping from the offseason to spring training. And for a guy that tinkers as much as Bryce Harper tinkers, for him to stick with that kind of uh, uh, plan at the plate, I think is massive. Like I just can't wait, man. I I, I think he's I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna go down in the Dawkins and Nutley category. Like I just think that's a guy that connects with the city, plays hard night in night out, and it, and just hits tanks. And I can't wait. I can't wait for Bryce. Every yeah. single night, just being able to watch Bryce. Like, the, the, this is the year that everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's Bryce Harper. That's the, the child prodigy, the face of baseball, um, reasserting himself and, and could carry this team on a, on a bit of a run here. Well, and the Utley thing, that's the thing I think that I think most people weren't ready for last year were the first and foremost, obviously, he comes here and he just says all the right things and does all the right things. But it's it's more than that. It's the way this guy goes about his business, the way he plays the game. I don't think people realize how hard he plays. The base running, the, dare I say, elite right field play last year, the cannon of an arm, the, the like, five-tool player. Like, it's such a cliche, but, like, he's a five-tool player. Like, he's that guy who can do everything a baseball player is asked to do and do it all at an elite level. And we saw that in spades last year. I'm not a name-trapper like you, but I'll just say someone who works on a Phillies broadcast team was listening to the Midday Show and texted me, 
275, 42, 125. And I think those numbers might be light, at least the first two. Um, so I, um, I feel really good, really good about Bryce Harper. And I think from a leadership perspective, from a setting the tone perspective, I mean, you know, we've talked a ton here about him and Real Muto and kind of like that, that leadership group that they're going to have here. Um, and I think that Harper's really at the core of it. And, and I know we talked a lot last year about when he came here, the idea of it finally being his team. That in Washington, he was always the 19-year-old kid, the prodigy, whatever. But he was always that kid who came up. It was never his team. It was Max Scherzer's team. It was, you know, it wasn't his, like, he was never looked at as a leader because he was always that kid. He was always the the young guy who came up and, yeah. He like was Zimmerman. Like Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Exactly. Like, like. Here, this is Bryce Harper's team. Like, he's the guy. Like, him, Romuto, whatever you want to say, but, like, he's the dude. And he exhibited with his play last year, exhibited with the way he handled the media. I mean, again, going back to the, you know, I would boo me too. Like, all that type of stuff. Like, not only does he act like a leader, not only does he talk like a leader, not only does he play like a leader, but he just gets it. He gets Philadelphia. He gets what we want from an athlete. And he just... Whether it's manufactured or not, like, who cares? Like, he gets it, and he plays right into it, and it's awesome. Like, I'm I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. And I just think his 27 season, I think especially when you look at all the, and, and I know we talked about last year, but all the reasons that you can explain away the first half last year, the new town, the being a leader for the first time, the his clubhouse, a new place, like his wife being pregnant, like this and that. Like there's so many reasons to say, all right, like there are real human reasons to why he started off slow. You look at that second half, I think we're going to see the second half guy way more than the first half guy. Look, we know Bryce Harper's always been a streaky player. He's going to go through slumps in his, in, during a season like like every player does, to be fair. But he's definitely a guy who can get into a rut here and there. But I really think that that on the whole, when we look back on next season, I really think it's going to be an MVP type, like you said, reassert himself on the, the national stage as the face of baseball type season. And I'm just so ready for it, Jack. I'm so I'm oh, getting yeah. like I'm getting like I'm like shaking. I'm getting like giddy thinking about this here. I'm, I'm just ready. I feel like you're I feel like you're about to tear up and I, I am. It. I'm tearing up a little bit. Like, <laughs> like you said though, like that's the thing is like it's crazy to make a Chase Utley comparison. You asked ninety percent of baseball fans my age or you know, even for really from my age to even like close to your age, like like who's your favorite baseball player? It's Chase Utley. Like that was our dude. That was Philadelphia, like that was that guy. Like, Harper's more talented than Utley, and I think he is going to have that same type of Philly mentality and where it's going to be like, like, that's like a lot of people you say like a Chase Utley comparison in Philly and it's like heresy. It's not with Harper. It's on point. And if we can get that type of guy, I mean, I just, if I feel like he could be special. I feel like Bryce Harper could be a special athlete in Philadelphia. Someone we look back on is as a real meaningful person in our lives. And it's exciting, man. It's really exciting. It's, I'm pumped. Yeah. And I just think that year two and just, and it's 27 year again for year two in Philly, but also like the historically in baseball, like the age 27 season is a thing. Like if you play fantasy baseball, you know, like it's a thing that people like draft based on and this and that, like in the age 27 season is a thing. It is the year that players break out in their physical prime. Like that is the year where historically most players reach their physical peak, like 27, 28. Like that's like the time, like we're in that wheelhouse here. And, and I just, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm geeked about it, Jack. I'm really like, I'm, I've, I've, I can barely speak right now. I'm so excited about it. It feels like we're doing the emergency, the emergency know, podcast all over well, again. Hey, shout out to the one year anniversary of having talked since then. Like that was pretty cool. It was pretty well, neat I feel to like... remember the moment and remember where we were and watch us running around and then going back to record again. And it was just awesome. I feel like once a year we need to do a Bryce Harper appreciation. Like, oh, that's our guy now. That's our like, guy. That's... He's our guy. And he signed a 13 year deal with no trade clause and all this stuff. Like, he's here. He's in. He's pot committed to Philly and we should be pot committed to him. So I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. And uh, just in watching and, and 
looking from afar and whatnot. It feels like this team is kind of taking on the personality of Bryce and JT. Thank God. Like they, Thank God. That's the kind of team I want to root for. And Girardi. That's a Girardi personality, too, yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah, it just seems like those two, you know, I said it a lot last year, and I'll, I'll say it again. Like, you're, you're coming into a brand-new clubhouse. You're, you are thought to be the leaders of that clubhouse. But you just got there. Like th- you see this problem with the Sixers. Like Josh Richardson's talking about how he has to do the team meetings, and it's like I'm Josh Richardson. I just got here a minute ago. Like Bryce Harper, and I'm like the Romito. fifth most talented player on this team. Like that's ridiculous. Right. And and last year I, feel, I felt like no one really knew how to step up. But now JT is is a is a lead by example guy. And then Harper is the same kind of way, but also the face of the franchise, the guy that's going to get the media coverage. Um, And he just seems very comfortable talking about where he is. Like, every time I see him, I'm just shocked by how how relaxed he is. And I'm always shocked about how much I used to not like him. Um, And now I love him. So it's been a big big 180 for me and Bryce. Um, And... I am already counting down the seconds to when I get to say hi to him on Monday morning. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Jackie Clearwater here. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> kind of messed up that, uh, you know, it's not like I went to Clearwater. I've been producing the Midday Show for like three years now, and, and they're going to Clearwater, but I don't get to go. But all of a sudden, you're you're producing your first chance, and you're you're going to Clearwater. Like, yeah. You know, what, what's out? Shame. Um, messed up. You know. Uh, I had nothing to do with the decision not to bring you down in the years past. All I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is that I can't wait to be down there for the first time. First time since '08, I'll be in Clearwater. Um, I've never been. We all know it's it. number one on my sports bucket list. I've literally never been to Philly Spring Training. So, so which do you think is more disappointing to the High Hopes listeners? The fact that you've never been to spring training, or the fact that I've never been to a playoff game? Oh, I mean that's way worse. I've been to I've been to two World Series games and and multiple playoff games, so I feel actually much better about this now. I think yeah, the I would say you, my, you've never been to playoff games. Absolutely more disappointing. Yeah, well, my parents didn't see the Jack, vision. Jack, you know what? what? How about this? Uh, oh God, this is going to be really sad because I'm yes. trying to do the math and I'm guessing you weren't born yet. Do you know what the first World Series game I went to was? Um. I mean, 93. Yeah, obviously by the set. Were you born yet? Not yet. No, no, no. God. No. I went, sure, I went sure to, wasn't. I went to the highest scoring World Series game in this through the World Series, 15-14. I went with my dad. Um, oh, the game that Schilling started? Yep. 15-14. Um, my only memories of, are of uh, just balls flying out of the ballpark. I remember Lenny Dykes reading two homers and losing, sadly. But yeah, my very first World Series game I ever went to, and I went to one in 09 too. I didn't get to go to one in 08, but I went to one in 09. I actually went in 09. I went to the A-Rod, uh, the first uh, replay review in World Series game, the A-Rod homer off the... the yeah, um, yeah, yeah, off yeah. the camera, yeah. Yeah, off the camera. I went to that one too. Uh, but I've been to multiple playoff games. I was at the game where you know, Howard tours Achilles, which was like... The biggest bummer because you like see the play play out and you're like, oh, like, oh, that sucks. He lost. And then you look at home plate and he's like crumpled at plate and you're like, what just happened? Like, what what's yeah. happening right now? Oh, that was that might be my least favorite sporting event I've ever been to in my life for what it's worth. But the, yeah, I was at the 15 14 game in 93, which is crazy. Uh, God, yeah. you're so yeah. old. And I, I actually, it. no, I actually, Jack, I, I'll show it to you someday. I actually still have a program from that game. Um, that's so yeah. old of you i know so yeah i think the answer is and look i need to go to Clearwater. it's like absurd <laughs> that i haven't been it's number one on my list like literally on my sports bucket list it's not going to lambo it's not going to like because i've been to wrigley i've been to fenway i've done every baseball thing i need to do um it's not going to like some like cool stadium it's not going to like like a final four game or this or that or any cool thing it's no it's going to spring training in Clearwater. like that's number one for me so well, but yeah, it's, it's way, good... way, way, way more disappointing that you haven't been to a playoff game. Like that's ridiculous. Well, the good thing for you is that you're getting close to retirement, and um... <laughs> at least you didn't say death, buddy. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. No, you've got you've got a long time. You've got a long time to go before that. <laughs> um, but retirement is in your very near future. Uh, the gray I hairs are getting more <laughs> and more. If only Jack. Let's say that. If only. 
Here's yeah, the thing. So, Here's the thing. People always say, oh, if I won the lottery, if I retired, oh, if I won the lottery, I would totally quit my job. Oh, like, sorry, whatever. I wouldn't. This is the only thing that I would keep doing. High hopes is the only thing that I would do no matter what. Like, I wouldn't want to stop this. I don't know if that means anything to you, but that is, in my soul, the God's honest truth. I would quit everything else I did if I won the lottery. I would retire from everything else I could. I wouldn't stop this. I would. I love to love to hear the commitment. Um, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's the truth. I swear, I, God, on so on Zoe's life, that is actually the truth. Good, good. That's. I mean, and as the Phillies hopefully get better, you know, hopefully we can start doing more and more fun stuff. Yeah. Well, we got some fun stuff coming up. We're going to talk about, but for um, sure. All right, uh, you got any more baseball stuff before we get to fun stuff? Because we do have some fun stuff to talk about. Is there? Any, yeah. Any well, more? we didn't. Oh, we you, didn't. Have a, you have a. You um, have uh, What are we doing? Uh, why don't you just talk about Pavetta? I'm sure you have something to say. Oh, I mean, I'm just here to spin it. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, he allowed three runs tonight, and and you know, I got minimal tweets, which is good. Um, I, I I just. The way that I view it is that when I get minimum tweets about Pavetta, it's that those people were actually listening to the game and they realized that if the regulars were playing, he gets out of this the first inning unscathed. Boom. Boom. Uh, but since it was Ronald Torres, who's like you know five foot six and not Didi Gregorius, um, the plays were not made behind him. So I know Nick can't say it himself. He can't come out post game and say, if the regulars were out there, I don't allow any runs. So I'll say it for him. And uh, I will, I will take, I will take that for, for, for Nick Pavetta. So um, that's, that's the Nick Pavetta spin zone. Good looking out. Good looking out. We didn't, we didn't really, we didn't really get into to JT leading off, but like, I just, yeah, One you're right. <laughs> I led with that, and then somehow we really didn't get into it. You <laughs> just talked McCutcheon and then Harper. Real quick, what do you think about the JT leading off thing? So I, I've i been a big fan of getting a guy in a leadoff spot that is going to make hard contact. Um, like the, the Astros did it for a long time with Springer. He's been a long-time leadoff guy. And actually, I, I was looking at his stats from last year. didn't even realize he had like a 380 OBP. To me, he's always been like a 340 OEP. I'm guy, having which... trouble hearing you. I'm hearing like a trash can banging sound in the background. I'm not. Oh, I'm not sure what that, sure well, what that is. I'm just. I was actually concerned I, because trouble of the new listening. Mic. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. So getting a guy at the, at the top of the lineup. Now, uh, obviously, Real Muto is on the biggest um, walk guy. But he's a guy that's going to put the bat on the ball and usually create hard contact. Is an elite base runner. I was just um, about to say that, like, it, not you know, he's obviously fast for a catcher and all that we talk about. But he's like one of the better base runners in the league in terms of taking bases when you know they're not there to take and all that. Like, really, a, a great base runner. Dude, you want to know what I'm most excited about with this Phillies team? It's just like fundamental smart smart baseball, baseball baby. Oh, please give it to me. Like, like Franzen was having a meltdown of happiness on the air tonight because they uh, they went Hoskins and Hoskins and whoever was on base in front of them went the proper length on a fly ball to left field that may or may not have fallen so they get back in time and like it's I'm excited to get back to enjoying the little things about baseball and uh, I, I I know like we liked Gabe last year or I liked Gabe but. I, there's there's a big part of me that's excited to watch what baseball how baseball is kind of meant to be played um, this year. Just the little things, um, you know, clean cutoffs. Like I saw him, I saw him practicing cutoffs the other day, and I saw him practicing PFPs, and I was like, wow, that's a crazy concept. Um, so I'm I just I'm excited for the little things. I think we're gonna I think. I think Philadelphians are going to fall back in love with the the intricacies oh. of baseball this year. Oh, I'm so excited. God. And real quick, you mentioned listening to base. So, we're, by the way, the point is we're both in on JT leading off, right? That's the takeaway? Well, yeah. Like, so it's, like, it's like, sure, we could put uh, – like, Kingery kind of went into a nosedive when he was there last year. Uh, Roman Quinn obviously is fast enough to do it, but I, I just – I, I don't want him leading off. I'd rather have him down lower in the lineup and try to create havoc that way. I mean, real Muto just makes sense. If you go real Muto Harper, get your two best guys up there and let him kind of try to do damage fast. Also, if 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 Didi could get a hit this spring training, that'd be great. But because uh, he's spring probably going to be five full hitter. I know, I know, I know. Um, I mean, I never look into spring training results. So you you mentioned um, listening to 
the Phillies, which is, by the way, awesome that it's back. Shout out to Scott and Kevin oh, and Larry. Yeah. And, oh, my God, give me all the sports radio WIP Phillies baseball I can get because that is the best team talking. It's just so good. But, um, I, look, I get it. I would really prefer to see the Phillies playing. Like, I get it. I'm in on it. But can we stop with the whining about them not showing spring training games on TV? It oh, is reached. This is, ho- this is I'm horrible. So, I'm so tired of it. Like, I would love to see them too. But it's like every day. Oh, not on TV. I'm going to whine about it. Like, I get it. Like, I would like to see them too. But it's spring training baseball. Like, really? Really? Can we yes, stop really. whining about it? You, you're no. you're on the wine team. You're on team wine. I mean, I don't I I don't want really whine about anything. I, I find oh, whining to be it's like awful. I, I get it if you want to mention it once, like one time. That's fine, but it's like every day the same people saying, "Oh, whoop, not on TV again." Like, all right, it's I get it. Like, I, trust me, if they were on, I would love to watch it. I'm in on that, but like, can we not whine about it every day? Can it be something that we say once and move on? That that's where I'm no. I haven't been. I haven't seen one Pavetta game yet, and he's pitched three games. You're and so you're so the wrong person to say this to. You're, yeah, this is tell this to the camera. All right, <laughs> like I I need I need my seventh inning to. You're I need so, my seventh look, or again, ninth I, I inning. I wish it was. I'm 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 not saying like I wouldn't prefer it. It's just like I think like one tweet about it. That's fine. And we can move on, right? Like it doesn't have to be every day, right? Every time yeah, I just, on TV, I don't have to hear about it. It's just James. Like they had a doubleheader today, and I'm not gonna. I don't, there's no proof. There's no proof that Bryce hit two home runs. Like I just. Right. I need. I need at least a game a week. You can't go seven days without me seeing that, a Philly actually, baseball game. Actually, you know what? That's that, fair. A game a week. I think that's a fair gripe. I'm just. I get it. The point is, I just, everyone on Twitter, like, I get it. I'm with you. I would much. I, that's the basis of my point. Is I, I. I agree. I would love to be watching the Phillies. Like I would much prefer to be able to see what's happening. But it's like, I get it. All I'm saying is, I get it. That's all I'm saying. I got you. That's all I'm saying. You. I get it. I, but here's I get the, it. Here, here's what I had to do. I had to go to Clearwater this week to watch them. Um, that's how deprived <laughs> oh. I've been of Phillies baseball. All right, so that's going to be fun. We're gonna Jack's hopefully going to get us some, some interviews down there. We're going to hear Jack's interviewing prowess solo for its interviews. I'm excited for this. That'll oh, it's fun. so bad. It's, it's so bad. But I'll have some faith so, yourself, buddy. It's going to be what's, good. What's so funny is that like, I'm trying to get the like I'm I'm going there for Marks and Reese. So I'm obviously trying to do the most work I can for them to prove my worth there. But I just know I'm gonna see like people that only high hope people care about. Yeah, get us a Brian gonna, Barber interview, will you? Could you do that? Like Barber, Ochart, Moniac. Yeah, um, the who you know Dan O'Coin, like the new the new uh, driveline guys. Like whatever, get those guys. That's what we care about. Yeah. I'm gonna spend all my time trying to get the people that like no one from Marks and Reese really cares about, and that only I care about. Um, so I, I I'm trying my best to balance super nerd versus like oh hey Bryce Jack it's what's good to really see you. what's really important to you oh God hey Bryce what's real oh God the Jack Fritz Bryce I I can't even I'm actually happy I'm not there to see the the awkward interaction that's gonna be. All right. Um, I mean, the first thing the first thing I have to say to Bryce, the first thing I have to say to him is, is I mean, oh, you happy reason. I brought you here, Bryce? Ho 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 ho! You're it's welcome. First... You love Philly. You're welcome. Ho ho yeah, ho ho ho! It's the only way to go. <laughs> All right, let's talk some nonsense real quick. Um, okay. First and foremost, uh, some sad news in the Fritz household. Not for me because I want Jack to live in Philly, but um, you got screwed by a Mets fan, buddy. What happened? Yeah, so um, we were all in on moving into Philly and and experiencing that, but we always said like if the perfect place comes up or shows up in Ardmore, like we got to take the we got to take that shot. And the perfect place came up right where we wanted it to be. And like Monday night, I went to bed thinking it's a lock. Like you know, we we got the call saying it was ours, whatnot. And then next morning, I guess when the, the, the final offers or whatever came through, the, the one couple waived their appraisal. And, like, I don't really know what that means at all. All I know is that well, it was bad. Well, yeah, I would not 
for what it's worth, I would absolutely not waive my appraisal if I were buying a house. So, okay, well, we didn't, but good. Like, come it, to me. Don't don't make mistakes here. So we toured the house. I bought uh, a house. I used to sell real estate. I used to sell mortgages. Like, I can help you here. Don't 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 make a foolish decision here. All I'm saying is that I toured the house on Saturday, and uh, I saw a Mets apron. And I decided at that point that it is my sole purpose to get rid of a Mets fan from this area. <laughs> and that's all I cared about. And the fact that I did not was not able to deliver on that is very sad. And I just I really had this image in my head of getting a Mets fan out of the area. Even though I, he's not here's li- the thing, find a Mets fan in Philly and get rid of them. That'd be even better. That that's like in the heart of where it matters. I, I, in my head, in my head, he saw. So we wrote like a, a letter to them to like try to help convince them, and we mentioned what I did. And in my head, he looked up who I was, saw all the Philly stuff, and said yeah. no. Far more likely, they were like, "Wow, they're they're not going to do the appraisal. Our house is not worth what we're selling it for." So sweet, let's do that. That's actually what happened. So you should be very happy. The but appraisal is telling you what the house is worth. So the fact that they waived the appraisal means that it probably wasn't worth what they're selling it for and you got a deal. So so you should be very happy. Yeah, well, I'm not that happy. Well, and... you should be. Move to Philly <laughs> with me and it'll be way better. All right. Well, I we're probably moving to Philly. So the, the dream is crossed. on. And now, and now I have to find this. a this. Maybe we'll find some, some a-hole Braves fan in Philly and you can kick them out. Wouldn't that be better? Oh. Truly would not would love nothing more. <laughs> All right. More importantly, March twenty eighth, Jack. Yes, yes. So mark it in your calendars. March twenty eighth is going to be. It is locked in. This is locked in. Locked in. Phillies, Marlins, yep. high hops night. We're gonna drink high hops beer and we're gonna watch the Phillies. Right. So come out, come out, watch the Phillies with us. It's the third game of the season. They're against the Marlins. They'll definitely lose the first two games of the series, and everyone's gonna. <laughs> Corey Dickerson's gonna have no less than like at least five hits against us. Jorge Alfaro right, yeah. is gonna Yeah, his only home run of the season is gonna happen in that game. Everyone's gonna be like, Well, are you, should we have just kept him uh instead, instead of JT Real Muto? Um so uh yeah, come out. High hops night at Four Fingers Brewing Company, uh forty five hundred Aston Mills Road in Aston. Um, right down the hill from Newman University, we're gonna drink high hops beer. It is in the it'll be done by the end of this week, and we're gonna have it uh, carbonated and ready to go for the big night, um, March twenty eighth. It'd be a lot of fun. Come watch the fills. Come drink some high hops beer. Games at six. I'll say we'll start at five. Uh, I think that seems about seems fair. So we're not getting so we can you know hang a little bit and then lock in for the game because i don't know about you james but like i don't like talking during games i i like my solitude yeah. but around I'll the talk. high hop high hopes I'll listeners talk i will be talking yeah i'll I know, talk but like, i'll I talk hear the game but yeah we'll lock into we can do both we get look uh, look as you always say our fans are diseased our listeners our listeners our disease fans as well, so I'm sure they're going to want to lock in as well. So, well, yeah, and the, and the, the point is, the point is, it just boil it down to one very simple thing: come, drink beer, and watch the fills. Like, and hang out with us. Nothing, yeah, and, and and take home a growler so that when you're watching a game, you can drink the best beer to watch a ball game with. Period. Hi, hops. I'm so excited. It's the greatest name for a podcast, and now. The greatest name for a beer. It's very exciting. Um, also, speaking of nights, we're working on the High Hopes nights. We think the first one's going to be May. There might be a twist to it, but we're thinking about having multiple High Hopes nights this year. So give us some time. We're definitely, I've actually had we're definitely, multiple people, we're believe it or not. I've had multiple people, believe it or not, already ask me, when is High Hopes Night? I can't like tweet certain things out about other events that I'm doing without people saying, oh, I thought it was High Hopes Night being announced. Like, I love you. It's awesome. I can't wait. We're working on it. Good. I hope people still keep doing that. Like, I, yeah, I need people I'm, to remind I'm go- you. I'm, go- I'm good with it, too. I'm good with it, um, I know. So, I, know where my, so, I know where my bread is buttered, Jack. Yeah, exactly. All I'm saying is that we're shooting for the first High Hopes Night at Citizens Bank Park in May. Shoot for the second one 
August slash September. And there might be something in between that. In between, baby. Where plus, plus yes. Where where what? What we're gonna say? We're you know we're where, doing some where, stuff. where maybe we're on a, a minor league journey maybe. quite like the we'll Phillies see. prospects. We'll maybe. See. Also, speaking of prospects, decent chance Zoe shows up for multiple of these things. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, is she Cindy, ready for that? Or? Cindy Webster is very intent on Zoe being a part of things. So if you ever wanted to meet my daughter, you could do that. It's a yeah, well, talk about a tease. <laughs> I know, no. right? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I, we came into this and said, oh, we're going to do like a 30-minute podcast for once. Yep. Never. <laughs> Never. All right, you got any final thoughts here? I, I do. I do have a <laughs> well, final I'm thought. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Is that... I watched the. Have you watched the video yearbook yet? No, I've not. Oh, there's nothing that gets my juices flowing quite like a good old. <laughs> I know you're such a video yearbook guy, dude. I love a video yearbook. I there's know you like yours. You were like so the target audience for a video yearbook, dude. I'm not even kidding. There's. <laughs> I love the video yearbooks. I. I just. I love going back and watching them. I love going back to like <laughs> the 2007 video yearbook and remembering Adam Eaton. I like like going back and remembering the players I truly loathed and just <laughs> filling. But by my the head. way, booing Adam Eaton at the game where they got the rings in '09 is one of my favorite moments as a Phillies fan. Hey, I was there too. Were you really? Yeah. That was that was special. That was fun. That was a I've great never, game. Never, they they were down like eight runs. They came back to win, or like five runs came back to win. I I've never been more proud of of I've never been more proud of being a Philadelphia. Yeah, it was night. really cool. It was it felt it felt right. Yeah, it was like you know this guy sucked and they won the World Series and he comes out and gives that sarcastic ass wave and I booed him and I've never been more proud of a boo in my entire life. Me too. It was epic. Nothing. There's just I, I couldn't stand that guy. Anyway, the video yearbook from last year, like, was just mildly depressing. And <laughs> I was sitting there. I was sitting there after I lost the house, and I was very sad. And I was watching the video yearbook, and I got even sadder. And I, I just, I need them it's not tough to nights suck this in the year. Fritz household. I just I just need them not to suck this year. Like, just please be good. And I think they will be. They're gonna play a fun brand of baseball. We're not gonna be frustrated on it. Like we're not gonna I don't think we're me and James are gonna be sitting here in May or June and they'll be in first place or, or whatnot. And I don't think like the last couple of years we've been saying, Yeah, they just don't feel like a first place team. You know, I, I think that's gonna go away. Um please. But, but just like Oh, it was like the one week in LA and San Diego and, and, and McCutcheon got hurt and then Sir Anthony got hurt and all and all. It was like, oh man, that was brutal. Like I almost forgot about how bad last year was. Um, but hope springs eternal. There's nothing more there's no more optimistic month in the entire calendar than March. Like it, it's just seeing those guys play baseball gives you hope. Every single day. Bryce Harper had two home runs today. He's toe-tapping. Uh, he is mashing. We get a full season of Bryce Harper. Aaron Nola is fine. Uh, Pavetta, if the normal stars were in, has a shutdown performance. So, like, we're close. We're 22 days away. We're Andrew McCutcheon a days away from Phillies baseball. And I already can't wait for next year's video yearbook. <laughs> All right, my final thought, first and foremost, as always, rate and review the podcast. It really yeah, it's almost opening day. You want your friends to listen to a good Phillies podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, and it matters to Jack. And like I said before, like if you care about us, it actually really does help us because it helps people find the podcast, especially at a time where the season's starting, people looking for Philly stuff. Like it, the, the more ratings and reviews we get right now, it, it – pushes us to the top of those lists and all that type of stuff. And it finds, you know, when people search Phillies, we pop up sooner. So if you want people to find us, if you care about us, it really does help. Um, The other thought to what you said, Jack, like how amazing is it that we get eight straight days of baseball to start the season? Let's go. Let's go. 
We finally don't have the dumbass. Let's uh, go. We don't have the oh. two days off after opening day. Like we get to jump into the season and roll. I'm so ready. Can baseball please start? Just start. Just start. I can't. I know. I need these next two and a half, three weeks, whatever. It is. It's actually three weeks from tomorrow. I need these three weeks from tomorrow to go so fast. I, I need it. I need it right now. I need it desperately. Phillies baseball, please, please come. Um, next week in studio, we good for that? I, I mean, I can commit if you can commit, Jack. Uh, yeah, we should be good. Also, uh, last thing here is that I would like to congratulate Al Horford for surpassing Jake Arrieta as the worst contract in, in, <laughs> in Philadelphia. Um, congrats, Jake. It's been a long struggle. Well, you're, 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 which is which is actually really funny is that Jake has actually already dropped a third because both Tobias Harris and Al Horford have already passed him, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, well, let's not depress people, you know. I mean, with Tobias talking about Harris the Sixers. might be the over most overpaid player in the history of Philadelphia. I mean, let's be real. I mean, Tobias crap. Harris should be should be thanking his stars that Here, Al Horford's here. Here's what I'll say: Sorry, boss. Thank God we're not a Sixers podcast. That's what I'll say. How about that? It does sound awful. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, this was fun. Yeah, always. Always, I don't know how we did fifty plus minutes. I, what's wrong with us? Like, what's Something. wrong with us? What is wrong with us? I I texted Jack before we started. I was like, I got nothing. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Well, here we are. I hope it didn't suck. So, hope it didn't <laughs> suck. Hope you enjoyed it. And before we get out of here, we just have to give a a special shout out to one of our our loyal listeners out there. This uh, this young man has been a big fan of the podcast, and uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate him being involved. and And hopefully, he can make it out to High Hopes Night or something. We'd love to meet him, but need shame- him at High Hopes Night. He, he, what'd you say? Need him at High Hopes Night. We need sure. him at High Hopes Night. Seamus Holmes, Seamus, if you're out there, um, we spoke to your dad. We can't tell you how much it means to us that you're a fan of the pod, that you're a loyal listener, you don't miss an episode. So, um, Seamus, if you're listening, not only do you have an awesome name, Seamus is an awesome name, but... Um, Seamus is an underrated name. It's a great name. Um, but Seamus, we really appreciate um, you being a, a part of the High Ups community. The High Ups community is all about bringing people together and love and love of the Phillies. And um, Seamus, man, thank you. We love you, buddy. So thanks for being a listener. Um, so again, rate and read the podcast. It means the world to us. Until next week, he's Fritz himself, and we'll talk to you later.